2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, sorry about the timing for our friends down under, but hopefully you can keep some of these ideas in mind or come back and revisit when it's summer break for you. But here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is once again that time, summer break. Summer break is a great time for so many things. It's fun in the beginning when it's all new, and depending on your situation, you don't have to rush mornings, you don't have to worry about homework or projects. It does tend to be a less stressful time for everyone, working parents or not, but it's also a time that can start to drive everyone crazy after a while. Kids doing too much screen time or bugging you because they're bored, man, I hate that, But summer is a great time to work on a lot of different things in different areas and have lots of fun too. Like in our family, my kids go to swim team practice in the morning and then they go to camp right after for a lot of the summer. But I do love not having to squeeze in homework or plan school projects. I don't have to worry about picking them up in the early afternoon, but if I want to, I can and go do something with them together or with each one separately. So it is a much lower stress time for me than the school year, and hopefully that's the same for you as well. I love summer because it's a great time to work on things that need attention, but get lost in the shuffle and chaos of the school year. So I'm going to make this a two-part episode. In this episode, I'm going to discuss ways to make the most of summer break in this regard. Working on improving areas such as behaviors, getting organized, or just things we've been meaning to teach or work on with our kids. In the next episode, I'll cover some more fun stuff, scheduling fun activities or outings and still giving kids time to have some downtime or to be bored or ways to handle that annoying saying for parents who are home with their kids for a lot of the summer. So like I mentioned, summer is a great time to work on things, things like potty training because toddlers can run around without underwear or just underwear and you don't get concerned that they're too cold. Other things that may be of interest to work on are things like getting kids to listen the first time, reducing whining, a strategy for chores and allowance, respectful communication, smoother bedtimes, you name it. Anything that's been a struggle, you can choose it and focus on that. If there are many issues, choose one to start with and then you can move on to subsequent issues. So What we're working on this summer for our kids is having them help more around the house with family duties and kids cleaning up after themselves to stop leaving stuff all over the place with the expectation that someone else will take care of it for them. It was very difficult to do during the school year with homework and after-school activities, and then of course recovering from my surgery didn't help either, but it was enough to just get them to put their shoes away in their place and empty out their backpacks. But now we're working on getting them in the habit of picking up toys, socks, food wrappers, craft projects, forts, you name it. I'll give some tips for each of these areas for anyone struggling so that you can have a way to start working on whatever you want to focus on. Now, potty training. The first, biggest, and most important tip for potty training is to make sure the child is ready. If he or she is not, it will not go well at all, and everyone will get frustrated. How do you know if your child is ready? Okay, there are pre-readiness and true readiness signs for potty training. With pre-readiness signs, there are lots of things you can do to help your child understand the process and be prepared for potty training when he or she shows all the true readiness signs. Now, because probably a large majority of the audience may not be interested in potty training. I don't have time to go into all that because I want to get into some of the other things that other people might be struggling with. But if you're curious about that, if you're interested in learning more, you can see the potty training class on the website at yourvillageonline.com. But let's talk about when your kids are truly ready. Here are the true readiness signs that your child is ready to start potty training. Your child should be at least two years or older. For some kids, it's three and even four. Don't worry about your child's age or if he or she is the last in his or her peer group, it's okay and your child will get there. Kids develop different skills at different ages. So what you really want is to just look for these readiness signs to know that it's time to really start the official potty training process. Obviously, potty talk is a good sign. I pooped, or even better, I need to pee, This means that he or she is getting in good tune with his or her body around this elimination process. Also, some kids will do imaginative play around the potty, like having their stuffed animals or dolls go to the potty or playing house and pretending to use the potty once your child can dress and undress him or herself but this means things like sweatpants or elastic waisted shorts or pants not that your child needs to be able to button and unbutton or zip and unzip pants your child can follow three to four step directions this is something like go to the laundry room get your shoes bring them to me those are three step directions because going to the potty is lots and lots of steps right feel the pressure that you need to pee, walk to the toilet, pull down your pants, sit down on the potty, go pee, stand up. If you're a girl, wipe, (laughs) pull your pants back up. So that's a lot of steps in a row. And that's just the training potty. On the real potty, of course, you're going to add flush the toilet, wash your hands. Now you could be there to remind of those steps once you get to them. But initially, at minimum, follow the three to four step directions. And one of the ways that you can work on these, and I talk about this in the pre readiness signs, but I'm going to throw this in here right now, is you can play the silly directions game. And that's something like, so this is something like jump on one foot three times, touch your nose, and meow like a cat. These are things you can do, and then you can make it longer and longer and add more and more steps and see how many of them you can add on. And if they can, how many of those steps that they can remember. Another sign is he or she is staying dry for two to three hours at a time. This means that he or she is building bladder control. Obviously, this is a very important physical development that's necessary for successful potty training. Your child has an awareness and understanding of how others use the potty. Your child is more independent in play. What this means is that your child is able to entertain him or herself for about 15 to 20 minutes. This just shows some independence, and that independence is important when it comes to the potty training, their desire to be able to take care of themselves. Your child has shifted away from an excitement about their mobility. You want to let this die down before you try to start potty training. If they're still so excited to be able to walk and run, it'll be exasperating to get him or her to stop and come sit on the potty or slow down enough even to notice that they have to go at all. Also, it's important that not only is your child exhibiting a lot of these readiness signs, but also that he or she is showing none of the not ready signs. The not ready signs are these. Hiding to poop. This means that your child is physically ready, but not emotionally ready. If you see this, what you want to do is encourage your child to hide in the bathroom, but do not push you would say something like, You don't have to sit on the potty, but the bathroom is the place to go for pooping, so we're ready to clean you up right afterwards. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. By Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple make the best formula in the world using the latest in breast milk science.
0: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
2: The other not ready sign is your child will sit on the potty and then take one or two steps and then pee or poop on the floor. This means your child is nervous and the muscles are tight. As soon as the child is up, the child relaxes and is able to release the pee or poop. So they do it as soon as they get up off the potty. This means that he or she is getting close, but give it some time. Maybe try in another month or two. And I had this exact experience with our youngest son. He would sit on the potty, but many times he would pee within five minutes of getting off the potty. And this was, of course, in his underwear because we were trying to potty train. So we knew it was happening right away. I tried this for about three days just to see if he would get the hang of it. That was in April. This was several years ago. Two months later in June, I tried again. That time, literally from the moment I put him in underwear, he has never had another accident. And this was three years ago now. He just needed those couple of extra months to mature and be fully ready. So you can see how timing is everything. How if I had kept trying and pushing earlier at that time when we first tried, that we both would have been frustrated and the process would have been awful and probably would have prolonged his potty training because he would just dread it. And so would I, of course. Now, the last not ready sign is that your child is still in the oppositional stage. If your child is saying no all day long or the complete opposite of everything you say, you say up, he says down, Let your child get through this phase before potty training. You will need more cooperation to start the potty training process. Now, if you want to learn more about the pre-readiness signs and getting your child prepped during that or the actual potty training process, you can see the potty training class on the website under the development health tab, yourvillageonline.com. Here's another big one a lot of families struggle with, and that is organization in the form of things like schedules morning and our bedtime routines, and setting up and getting compliance with expectations. So since this is something we're working on this summer in our house, I'll use us as an example. First, I'm also going to share that the reason that this is our priority this summer is that while the investment in the process is more time-consuming, once it's established Having more expectations that our kids then rise to the occasion and meet will make the household run smoother and take some pressure and time from us parents. So we feel like it is definitely time for our kids to step up and start taking that responsibility as they start to grow into adults. And of course, and it's also nice that it will take some of the strain off of us as parents. So we have a place for shoes. It's in the laundry room. Everyone has their own basket. It's right where they come in from the garage. Do they put them there? Heck no. I find them under the kitchen table, on the playroom floor, in the bedrooms, out by the trampoline, in my car, you name it. I know I've shared that they're all in a really good habit of taking their backpacks and emptying them every day. So now it's time to add the shoes to that list, that they come in and take off their shoes the first thing before going and emptying their backpacks. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a chart that has these four tasks on it. Bring their backpack in from the car, empty their lunchbox, bring in their water bottles. Half the time they fall out in the car and we're searching for them the next morning, which adds the gas and stress to the morning routine if we can't find one or we're trying to find a clean one with a matching lid. So we want to work on the water bottles also. And shoes in the basket. We will check them together at first and it will serve as a visual reminder. So the kids can check it off or we could use some stickers. They will do this with each task right after they complete them. Now shoes will be checked just prior to bedtime because they may run out and play. They may have an after school activity where they have to put them back on and then they end up somewhere else. So we'll check the shoes right before bedtime and they will check it off on their chart. But here's the thing. If you've listened to some of the other episodes where I've discussed the dangers of rewards, this is not a reward system. It's simply a visual reminder. When they see the chart up on the fridge, when they walk in, it will remind them. As they get into this habit of doing the tasks and checking them off, it will create a routine for them and it will solidify it in their minds every day. We're not rewarding them for behaviors that we expect them to do. Otherwise, we have to start pulling out bigger and bigger rewards, and every time we ask them to do something, they're going to expect a reward. This is simply a chart that is a visual reminder, like I already shared. So make it a visual reminder. They check it off. It feels good to check it off. When we're adults, we don't get ice cream every time we do something at work or every time we do the dishes, right? We shouldn't be doing that. So we want to build that internal motivation for doing the things that are just expected out of daily life. So now back to the chart I'm creating for our family. Once our kids get really good at these four tasks, I can take one or two off of the reminders and add in different ones. So since they're pretty good about backpacks already, that will come down quickly. Also because they can't very well empty their lunch boxes if they didn't bring the backpacks in anyway. So then we'll add putting dirty clothes into the hamper or putting books back on the shelf. Once school starts, we'll add things like put the library book in the backpack and put homework in the backpack for the nights before those things are due. And this will save us some more hassles during the mornings, as well as allow us to turn these responsibilities over to our kids where they belong. If you would also like to use this chart, I'll create a blank one put it up on their website for this podcast episode. So you'll look under the podcast episodes, surviving the summer part one, and then we'll have a resources list on there. You can click on that, download our responsibilities chart. We'll leave it blank. You can fill in whatever tasks it is that you want your kids to take on daily or that would make your life easier. And then we'll have check boxes for each day of the week. And you can put it up on your refrigerator to do the same thing in your house if you'd like. Now, the other area we are concentrating on, which is still in the same arena of having our kids take more responsibility is having them do more tasks around the house. So when it comes to all this type of stuff, you can start by asking yourself, what can my kids do for themselves that they aren't already? Whether it's just picking up after themselves, or if they're a little older, making their own breakfast or lunch or doing their own laundry, where can they pitch in in age appropriate ways to lighten the load? We have also started working with them to do a better job of picking up after themselves in general. The rule is this the formal living room is not to have toys or crafts or whatever left in it. The playroom, fine, it's a playroom after all. I can handle a couple of days of messy. But if I find anything in the living room after they leave for camp, it goes up for the week and they get it back on Sunday. Whenever I see that they've left something out or forgotten to throw something away, I call them back immediately. Yes, it would be easier in the moment to throw away the wrapper off the kitchen table or pick the toy up off the floor and put it away. But in the long run, it's harder and creates more work for me and my husband. So calling them back sets an expectation that I expect them to clean up after themselves. And if they don't, they have to stop what they're doing and come do it right then. So they learn pretty quickly it's easier to just do it the first time. After a few times of that, okay, maybe more than a few, they do get pretty good at it though fairly quickly if we're really consistent. And of course, they still forget occasionally, but they get pretty good at cleaning up whatever it is before they move on to something else. Our last area we're working on this summer, which I wanted to do for a while, but it was just really hard to get implemented during the school year, is jobs. Our oldest had jobs as part of the family, but the younger two didn't. They also all need jobs for allowance so they can earn some money and learn money management, like saving up for something they want and also putting money away in their account. Now, this is the way that we do it in our house, and not everybody likes to do it the same. Now, in the class on chores and allowance on the website, I talk about different ways to handle allowance or jobs for kids, So it's really up to you what works best for your household and how you want to teach your kids these different lessons. But if you're curious about some different ways to do this or different types of jobs that are available for your kids to take on, you could see that class on chores and allowance under the modern parenting tab on the website, yourvillageonline.com. Also in an episode just a few weeks ago, raising independent and responsible kids part two, I give a whole list of jobs and tasks and life skills that kids should be able to do by age. So go back and listen to that episode if you're looking for some ideas of things that your kids can start doing for themselves. Though in our house, in addition to just cleaning their rooms and being expected to clean up after themselves, our oldest has been unloading the dishwasher a couple times a week. Now he still does that, but the youngest ones also need to do it once a week. And the older one also matches the socks from the clean laundry. Now I've made a list of jobs that we could use some help with that they can do to earn money. They can choose which jobs they want to do. The nice thing is that there's an incentive To get things done early in the week because once that job is done, at least for the most part, no one else can do it. So I put things like cleaning light switches, door jams, doorknobs, and the doors by the doorknob because those things get so gross. (laughs) Um, Taking out the recycling, picking up dog poop, cleaning up the yard because socks, toys, shoes, you name it. With a trampoline and a pool, we end up with a lot of strange things dropped around the yard. So I'm wondering what kinds of things you think your family will work on improving this summer. If you have any questions about how to go about those, please send them or any other parenting question you'd like answered to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.
0: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection.